0: Yo, yo, yo. Check, check. One, two, one, two. What's up, everybody? My name is Kyle O'Grady. I am a thru-hiker. I am a peak bagger. I am a huge hiking nerd. And every single week on this podcast, you know what we do. We talk with other thru-hikers and other peak baggers and other hiking nerds. What the hell am I doing? I'm trying to have fun this morning. Uh, This is Trail Tales. Welcome. And this is a really fun episode. Speaking of fun, Baker Bocorty is back on the show. His freaking first episode back, dude, since Trail Tales took its little hiatus. Uh, And... We, we did something fun. We went through our unpopular backpacking slash through hiking slash hiking opinions. Unpopular opinions. And it was just a hoot. This gentleman cracks me up. We're good friends. And I think you're going to be hearing plenty more episodes with him in the future, as you're probably used to, because he's the most common guest on Trail Tales. That, just, that, is, that is the record that he holds. Quite incredible. Real quick before we get into the episode, please leave a five-star review for the show on whatever your podcast app is, if it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or Castbox. If you're someone like Baker who listens to podcasts on Castbox for some reason, I don't care what it is. Leave a five-star review. That would be much appreciated. And of course, check out the Patreon, dude. Patreon.com slash Kyle Hiking. That is the one singular place where people can go to support not just the podcast but the youtube videos as well just all the content my only fans no just kidding i don't have that but yeah patreon.com slash kyle hates hiking let's jump into it here we go i don't remember what number episode this is but it's with baker bo corny I am so excited to welcome, I'm honestly so excited, Baker Bocorny. He's back. We're doing another episode, our first episode in over a year. Can you believe it's been over a year, Baker? And yes, you can pretend that I didn't just say that five seconds before we started recording. Wow, that's a, that is
1: a novel realization that I've just come to. <laughs> and not just didn't come to that five minutes ago. Yeah, wow. That's amazing. Hey, can I just say I'm very excited as well. I mean, You know, I, it's just like, I I, I was, this is another thing I was, we were just talking about beforehand, but how my podcast app marks podcasts that haven't (laughs) released new episodes inactive. And so, like I said, unfortunately, Trail Tales, uh, went inactive on, on the overcast there for a while. But when I saw the episodes are coming back, I was totally jazzed. Actually, I kind of binged through a few of them. Uh, earlier this week. Cause I ha- got my COVID booster and it made me feel just terrible. So I was like, you know, I kind of had a headache and like was light sensitive. So I was like, all right, I can listen to podcasts, I can like close my eyes and like, just do something just with my ears. And so, yeah, I, you, you and flossy got me through a good solid hour and a half of like terrible headache and everything. So I, I appreciate that.
0: Are you sure it wasn't the podcast that made you feel lightheaded and terrible? You know
1: what? I have to admit there was kind of a coincidence there of like, you know, I don't know. they, it's they happened at the same time. Um, uh, you know, it was probably Flossie's more than uh Oh man, I'm trying to remember the other the other guy you hiked with, I can't remember his name now. brandon but that was a Brandon, that was an awesome episode as well. I, it was it was kinda of cool to like hear about um yeah, hear about how your how your guys' summer went. It was sounds like it was it was kind of a wild summer with a a, a really interesting ending. So yeah, that was like well not not in a great way interesting, <laughs> but I mean it just like <laughs>
0: Yeah, nothing went to
1: plan in, basically. So. Yeah, but yeah, pretty much. Was, I really enjoyed that. So, yeah, thank you for getting me through a good three hours of uh,
0: just sitting there, like, trying to feel better. Awesome. Well, I'm just so excited to be back. So, today, everybody, we are going to be doing our unpopular through-hiking backpacking opinions. And I made a video on this relatively recently, like a few weeks ago. And I am going to cover some of those opinions in that recent video, but I also have a few different ones, a few that I talked about in a video like a long time ago, like a couple years ago. And then I also have one that is brand new, never before heard Ooh. that I'm sure everyone is just dying to know. Brand new. And of course Baker's got his his thoughts and in, in his opinions, unpopular opinions, maybe. Um, And so we'll yeah. go over those and we'll kind of bounce back and forth. It's going to be fun for those of you that might be new to the show. Baker is a regular guest. We met each other on the Appalachian Trail in 2018, and we just like to do these goofy episodes. We've had some serious episodes on here—the whole Flossy thing, um, the last episode with uh, CJ, a gentleman who has cystic fibrosis—a very inspiring uh, story and episode. Don't get me wrong, but some heavier stuff. So we're just gonna we're gonna let loose, have fun. I have a huge Corona extra, like a like an extra big Corona extra that I'm about. Three quarters of the way through Baker was just playing board games, so I'm guessing he's sober, and it's just gonna be a great time. It's just gonna be a great time. Are you ready baker? I am ready it's I'm glad you i don't i'm I feel like I'm rusty. it's
1: been over a year, so I apologize to everyone out there if uh if I seem rusty in the mic you know it's just kind of the uh the the podcast skills are a little you know they're just they're i'm I'm kind of dusting off the cobwebs here,
0: yeah, but at the same time, it kind of feels like we were also talking about this it kind of feels like it hasn't been that long since we last talked, so, so yeah. here we go. Um, let's have you start. So what is your first unpopular hiking, backpacking, through hiking opinion?
1: Yeah. Okay. So first of all, I guess with all of these, some of these may or may not be unpopular. I actually don't know, but I think they're, they're at least like misconceptions and some of them might be truly unpopular. I'm, I don't really know. Yeah. I mean, to uh, be
0: fair, I feel like anytime you see like someone's content about unpopular opinions, it's always just popular opinions that people, <laughs> right. people feel like a little bit bad, like talking about. So I, or, I know or what like you mean.
1: Popular, but controversial opinions. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But anyways,
0: yeah. what's your, uh, okay.
1: what's number one? So the first one is now this, this one definitely depends on which trail you're doing, but certainly not all long trails are, in my opinion, are really like a wilderness experience. And and that's something Ooh. I feel like a lot of people going into them or people who are just kind of unfamiliar or have never done them or haven't done kind of a long hike. Um, they, they think it's like, like the Appalachian show, oh man, like you're going to be like living in the woods and you're going to be like. Hunting for food and stuff like that, like that kind of, you know, like there's all those kind of misconceptions. But even just like, you know, just knowing what an actual through hike is, going into it, I would say for the Appalachian Trail, like specifically, is a, is an example of it. I think other long trails, this, it, you know, again, varying degrees, but something like the Appalachian Trail, I don't know. It's obviously it depends on how you define wilderness experience, but there's some statistic. It's like isn't it like on average every four miles you cross a road. Um on the Appalachian I don't <laughs> know. that
0: true? I think it's true. <laughs> Jessica, does that sound right? <laughs> that it's something like every right. four
1: miles. I don't know. That might be maybe it's she's saying it's more. Maybe it's forty miles. I think that sounds cool. No, I'm just kidding. You think it's high? You think it's more less than four miles? Okay, either <laughs> way. It basically, I don't know, that might be misinformation, <laughs> but there's it, it's it's a lot more than you you would think. And yeah. I guess I I'm, I'm thinking of other things I had like one day I could hear like a race car track. I mean, it was like this distant hum <laughs> for like a good hour and and I met someone on the trail later today who was like, Oh yeah, there's like a race car track by nearby. <laughs> or like you just hear people like literally I heard I woke up one morning to someone like mowing their lawn. And I'm like, you know, it's just like, <laughs> it's or like the amount of graffiti that you see in some places on the Appalachian Trail, even if it's like, you know, not necessarily near a road. You go to like it, you know like I remember Pennsylvania I don't and there was other parts too Pennsylvania for sure like so much graffiti it just and it just doesn't feel Jessica just, just confirmed
0: I'm correct I don't know where she got that information <laughs> I agree from, I but. I remember one spot in particular well I don't remember the name in particular but I remember a spot in particular in Pennsylvania that it was like an overlook like a popular overlook with like day hikers and stuff that had like a ton of graffiti so. It yeah, de- it definitely happens, especially yeah. well, in she, Pennsylvania. She just
1: confirmed the every four mile thing too. So I, oh, I, I okay. remember so we're hearing that song. Yeah. So do I we have that, a live fact checker in the background? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, we're we're all about fact. I don't know if you know for new listeners, we're all about. This is a very factual show. We take <laughs> these incredibly serious here. So <laughs> this is true. Uh, just just to kind of set the tone for you know the sort of discourse we're about to have here. But yeah, <laughs> basically, uh, I think I, I mean I don't know. Like one night I slept it like in the like a like a what was it it was like a park or whatever like yeah it was like there was next like a playground and stuff like that in new york and so you know it's it's like a i don't know sometimes it's, it's there are parts that are obviously more wilderness than not like hundred mile wilderness yeah you know that but even that like there you you got I, I remember there being a lot more road crossings than i expected through there i remember you could even have someone like you could give food to like a yeah. shuttle driver that would drop it off it's just like you know I mean, like, if you go to do that, if you want something like that in, I don't know, like on the CDT, there's probably not many places that are going to do that. Or like if you're hiking in Alaska, like a helicopter is going to have to drop that food off for you, you know? So it's like, it, basically, I guess, depending on the trail, like there are definitely some trails that are less, that are not so much a wilderness experience in my opinion. All right. That's my no. unpopular, potentially unpopular opinion. What do you think about that?
0: I, I don't, th- I don't necessarily think it's, it's probably not an unpopular opinion, but like, I understand like why it fits it's, it's more of like a misconception maybe, um, or just like an assumption that people would make, especially people yeah. who aren't as familiar with the trail. But I, I definitely agree. I mean, there's a, like an alarming number of places that you can order pizza to directly <laughs> on the trail, yeah. like on the Appalachian Trail. I even feel like there might have been a spot like that on the PCT, but I can't there's quite There's a remember. place like
1: that in the Colorado Trail, I know for sure. Because oh, I was there? I was like on a, just like a, you
0: know, overnight trip.
1: Well, not trip, It was like several night trip, but we were on the Colorado Trail and we did order pizza to a trailhead so oh wow okay Shit. now they had to have like a big ass vehicle bring it up and it was it, it's not like it's not like that rph shelter or whatever in yeah massachusetts where or it's like literally, they yeah. literally have like all the takeout menus like in the shelter it's it's not quite <laughs> like that but yeah even on the colorado trail like you're it was near um the town of buena vista um you actually you would have hiked it like when you did the collegiate loop it was on the collegiate loop um it was on the east side of it there's oh, okay. a particular trailhead that's like near buena vista and so yeah they'll Basically, you can order pizza if you can get ser- service up there. Then you can order pizza, and there's a particular pizza place in town that'll drive it up for like they'll like they charge like a larger delivery fee because it's like a pretty rough road, but they'll they'll do it.
0: As I recall, on a previous episode when we were going over our um, backpacking inventions or yes. new backpacking ideas, that was one you brought up a drone. Drone based pizza delivery or just food delivery. Yeah, yep, totally. so that maybe in the future, nothing will be considered wilderness because everywhere will be serviceable by dominoes or some shit. <laughs> um, not that that's the criteria for making something wilderness, but I don't yeah, know. Dominoes. dominoes again, drones there, aren't allowed gone. in wilderness areas, so I don't know. Yeah, oh, that's true. That's true. Neither are Not hang deeply. gliders. Yeah, I, yeah. I always love that. Like, yeah, have yeah. you ever noticed that? Unlike the uh, oh, the I national have. forest signs, or, or or when you enter like a wilderness area, it'll be like, yep, you can tell the signs are kind of outdated. It's like no bicycles, no motorized vehicles and no hang gliders. No hang gliders. They didn't mention anything about drones. They just put hang
1: gliders. Hang gliders. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Funny, funny story about that on the Florida trail. There's like at least there might be multiple, but there's at least one like proper um, wilderness area, like as in a designated wilderness area, Mm -hmm. like through the national forest service. And, in, you know, Florida, it's completely flat. This section is actually, this, this section's actually a swamp. Like, you're literally wading through standing water. And, like, before you enter it, it literally says no hang gliders. I'm like, <laughs> who, who would ever bring a hang glider into this? There's, to, there's no elevation to jump off. There's nothing tall structures. You know, it's like, it's just, I just made that maybe giggle. I was like, obviously, it's just a stock sign they put up everywhere. but yeah, I was like, yeah okay. That's funny. Though. I was just imagining someone wading through, like, you know, wasty water, like, with a hang glider on their back or something, like, <laughs> get, getting, like, caught in the trees and stuff like that. Or then they see the sign and they're like,
0: Damn it! Like this You're is like, right. oh man, I was I need to hang glide in this area. I've been looking forward to. It. I would have had it if it wasn't for that. That's <laughs> <would've> funny. <laughs> had it. I would have completed my goal. Yeah. All right, Baker. You want to hear my my number one? Not not number one is in like these aren't in order. By the way, I probably should have said that these aren't in like in order of significance or like you know. But there's there my my first I should say my first unpopular backpacking through hiking opinion. I don't know where you're going to stand on this one. You, I feel like you're probably going to be neutral, if anything. But let's find out. This unpopular opinion is that fanny packs are lame. I don't like. Oh. I don't like fanny packs. What do you think about that? I love fanny packs. You I have, do. I use a fanny pack. You? Yeah. Wait, you
1: do use a fanny pack? Well, I not. Yeah. Post. This is like post. Um. Post. At. I didn't have it on the at. But uh, yeah. Since then, I've I've purchased Joe actually can, uh, sweat lines who's been on your show. He. Actually, I, don't, I think he changed his trail name this year, so I don't know. But either way, Joe, <laughs> Joseph Pecoraro, Pecoraro, however you say his name, he, you know him. He basically he had a fanny pack, and he convinced me to. I, I like looked at it, and I was like, "This is cool." I actually have a fanny pack now, and I have to completely disagree there. So, okay, they're very functional, but they are kind of lame to look at. I, okay, so I'll here's the thing. That.
0: I understand the function, like obviously, like I understand the functionality behind them, but yeah i just think they're kind of goofy i don't know like <laughs> like i mean i feel like there's I, a lot of people that this is such a generalization it's probably not true but i i just feel like there's a lot of people that wear them just because they like they they like the aesthetic of the fanny oh, pack and I, I just feel like nobody looks cool wearing a fanny pack i'm sorry yeah
1: it's definitely not aesthetic for me it's definitely a functional i i have that, to that would makes agree. sense you're not I'd have to you're not a very aesthetic guy no, no, I'm, I'm aesthetically unpleasing in every way possible, pretty much so. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would have to agree that it's pretty uh it, it it is aesthetically pretty lame. Like I mean, for example, like my granddad, like he like, infamously carries this... He calls it a... Also, he calls it a belly bag, first of all, which is hilarious. <laughs> I like he that calls better it a, than fanny pack, honestly. Yeah, he calls it a belly bag, and he... It, it, this thing is, like, to the brim with stuff. I mean, it's like... It must give him, like, back pain to wear. It, it's like... It is so full of stuff. And so, I guess, you know, if we're going off of the, you know, kind of the idea that my granddad's wearing one on the reg, like, in regular life, too, which is, like, that's a whole new... I, don't, I wouldn't wear one in regular life a fanny pack, so he's taking it a whole new level. That means it's probably pretty lame so i mean i i have to agree with you even though i do like wearing them
0: insulting your own grandfather for the content i like it baker um i'm just here for the listens. you know like whatever <laughs> i gotta do i'll throw him under the bus he's not gonna <laughs> hear anyway so yeah. yeah that's that's fair i don't know like I'll, I'll say i'm gonna break a trail tales rule here but um i also feel like 90 percent of the time that hikers are wearing fanny packs it's so that they can keep their drug paraphernalia very accessible at a moment's notice. Like I, oh. I feel like 90% of the time it's just like for that shit, but yeah, I digress. I
1: guess like, like I got be. I, I don't, that's not what I use it for, but I could see people use it. I know
0: you that. don't. I, I know you don't. Yeah. I, I, sorry. I wasn't trying to apply that <laughs> exposed. No, um, no,
1: I no. I just wanted to like, you know, I don't that's, Yeah, that's true. I could see that, you know, it's, it's just right there. You know, you don't have to wait at all. Yeah. And like, here's, out of your here's the thing.
0: Pockets. And, like, I know a lot of running shorts and shorts that people hike in don't have pockets. I've been there before. It's not that hard to find shorts with pockets, okay? Oh, but carrying
1: stuff in pockets in your shorts while hiking is such a pain. Like, no one wants to do that.
0: Okay, that's true, actually. Okay. Like, um, I
1: I have pockets on my shorts, but I rarely use them. Like, I'll put my glove in there for a second if I want to, like you know, use the touchscreen on my phone, but I'm not, I'm not permanently keeping stuff in there. Yeah, no, that's, that's
0: fair. I guess actually, you know what? I should have clarified this. When I was talking about that, I meant more in town because I feel like 90%, when I think of a fanny pack, like on a thru-hiker, I think of someone like sitting outside of a McDonald's smoking a cigarette with their fanny pack on because all the rest of their gear is at the hotel or whatever. And they just brought like their essentials because their pockets don't, or because they don't have pockets. I don't know. Is this a gross over overgeneralization? Absolutely. Is that the point of this episode? Absolutely. So to close this off, Baker, I, I gotta I gotta give fanny packs a little bit of credit. So what do you actually keep inside your fanny pack when you're backpacking? So
1: the first thing is like so the one I have is I think it's by Through Pack. I think it's the manufacturer. Um, it has a phone specific pocket, which is just basically it. It actually is, it's a non zipper pocket that's all the way to the back like where your belly would be and it makes it so fast to get your phone out um not that i'm like trying to use my phone more but i mean for navigation photos like all the things i use my phone for it's it's very convenient to to get your phone out and then i put like Yuzi put snacks in there um i think i have like my garments this is Garmin in reach is something i didn't carry in the at but since then like when i'm hiking i always carry it in there um, sometimes if I can fit gloves in there, I'll fit gloves in there. Um, if I am carrying paper maps, which I do on occasion, I'll put those in there. Um, what else if I, my sunglasses, if I don't want to like put them elsewhere, I'll put the sunglasses in there. Um, chapstick, um, like, uh, what else? Sunscreen, basically all the, all the things you would want when you're walking. Right. I guess another thing I like about, it, okay. So a lot of packs have, um, shoulder strap pockets, right. Or they have hip belt pockets. So they have pockets that are attached to the bag. The thing is when you take your bag off, when you lay, you have to kind of be careful how you lay it down. Sometimes and depending on what's in the pocket, if it's snacks, like that can get crushed. But like I've had times where like, I like kind of busted my glasses sunglasses a little bit because they were in like a hip belt pocket and I kind of just laid it down. And like the pack was actually like sitting on the hip belt pocket or was sitting on like a shoulder strap pocket. So like when you take it off, you, when you take your pack off, like you don't have to worry about crushing anything that's in your fanny pack, obviously. So that's kind of one another thing I kind of like
0: about them but that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I still think they're goofy, but they're definitely, (laughs) I also think uh, you're goofy. So I'll I'll, I'll accept that. I'll accept that. Yeah, they are goofy. You're right. Um, all right. What's your next unpopular backpacking
1: through hiking opinion? Okay. Again, I don't know if this is unpopular, but I don't know that like for general, general overall health. Um, I don't know that through hike is like actually particularly healthy for you. Um, Physically, at least physically, even maybe even mentally too. Well, I don't know. I think very few people would go come back from a through hike and say like they were worse mentally. I mean, some people if they had like a traumatic experience, obviously. But like if you had like a great, if you kind of had the experience you were looking for out there, or even not the one you weren't looking for, but you just had a generally positive experience. I don't know how many people would say actually. You know, I I, I can, now I'm going to rescind what I just said because <laughs> like post trail depression is a pretty big thing too. So I'm actually not entirely sure that physically and mentally through hikes are like overall like just if you're going to like just do the thing that's going to optimize your physical and mental health i don't know that a through hike is actually the best way to do that like for one thing the your diet even mm-hmm. if you try your best with uh, a through hike your, your diet is just like most dietitians would probably agree it's not like ideal yes you're burning like all the <laughs> calories you're eating so you're not like necessarily gaining like a lot of weight but it, it's not particularly nutritious food right um i don't also think any like, dietitians would agree
0: with that yeah
1: <laughs> yeah and it's like obviously it, eating that food it, with a more sedentary lifestyle that most people would live when they're not on a through hike all day obviously it that exacerbates that problem and so mm. you know it kind of negates the problem to eat that food but if you're hiking all day obviously kind of negate it, those bounce out a little bit but it's still not like particularly nutritious food at least like what i'm bringing and anyway, i'm sure there are people who do like really go out of the way to carry like very nutritious food, but it becomes, a, it just becomes impractical, especially on a long hike to carry like really nutritious food. Yeah, I, feel it like. does. I mean, there's just no way I'm going to be able to eat as healthy at home as I do, like at home and on trail. Like I, I can't, I just can't, there's no way I can be able to do that. I also just like physically like diet aside. Um, like at least for me, like I, and this is probably, you know, it's obviously influenced by like the various overuse injuries and stuff like that, that I've had while hiking. But, um, you know, it's. It's a, it's just a very repetitive, it's like doing obviously the same thing over and over again. And for me, it was not kind to my legs and my lower joints, even like my, sometimes my back will hurt or my shoulders will hurt from like walking all day. And I guess like after a while, you've definitely got diminishing returns on like, okay, if you hike, you know, 10 miles a day for a week versus if you hike 20 miles a day for five months, like, I don't know that you're getting like, you know, like, I don't know, five months more benefits from doing all that work. I think like if you do like a month of hiking or if you like are active for several hours a day i think you're probably getting enough activity like for to be optimally healthy for the human body Uh, i mean it's also applied if you think about like um any like pretty much any actually like like sport like professional athletes i don't think taking any like athletic pursuit to its extreme is actually like best for optimal human health like yes like you know some kind of like ultra distance runner has like you know an insanely low heart rate and their cardiovascular health is really good. But again, it's like, they're probably optimizing for certain physical characteristics that they need to be really good at, but they maybe don't have like, you know, um, it's maybe it's a lot of overuse on like certain joints or it's maybe Mm -hmm. like they're, they're missing out on like upper body strength or just general, like, um, you know, like the kind of like, uh, strength you get from like weightlifting. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously I think that it can, uh, you can get a lot of health benefits from hiking but i don't know that it's like i don't think it's like an optimal it's not a, I, don't, I don't believe it's an optimal way to structure like it's, it's not an optimal way to gain health um and then i think there's a, there can definitely be some mental like post-trail depression i think is a super real thing it's something i've definitely experienced um and i think that i mean it also is like you get to live like in this fantasy land for a little while but then you have to go back to like the real world real world quote unquote and it's kind of it can be a hard 180 but there's also it's kind of hard to say there's a lot of very positive mental things that um at least i've personally gotten from through so that those maybe balance out too but anyway i've talked a lot what do you what do you think about that
0: i agree with this so hard like um most of it most of it um honestly like i and i've actually said this in a few videos like i'm not sure yeah that like through hiking specifically is the best thing for your physical health honestly because i also feel like my body has taken a bit of a toll from it i I think more generally speaking like hiking and even like short backpacking trips like those are probably like like definitely good but like through hiking specifically i agree with this so much like i said i've said this a few times in various videos and podcasts i'm sure Uh, i definitely agree with that because like i mean you pretty much summed it up pretty well but like it's just such an impact on your body dude like and and i feel like most maybe not most uh, it's alarmingly common to talk to like a habitual thru hiker and have them be like oh yeah i just have like this random like nagging consistent pain in this part of my foot or my knee or whatever that just never really goes away anymore because they just do and it's not enough to slow them down but it's it's there and and it's a result of all the freaking miles they've put in. And I feel like I'm kind of getting to that point with my feet a little bit. Like my feet are always like a little bit hurting. And so I agree with you, man. Um, The mental stuff. I'm not sure I agree quite as much, although I kind of get what you're saying with like the post trial depression, but I think generally speaking, it's a net positive for mental health. I would Um, agree with that too. But there's definitely is like, like, you know, negative implications for sure, but I feel like they're more short term. I feel like mentally it's a net positive, but physically dude, yeah, I, I, I agree with this unpopular opinion. Like it's probably not very good for your body to be doing this a lot. <laughs> yeah. Actually another reason it's not as good is that. I
1: think it, the, the context of a through hike encourages you to push past things. Like you were saying, like mm-hmm. almost most through hikers have some kind of like, uh, just issue that's persistent and staying is there. And it's like, if you were at home, just like, you know, doing your workout a few times a week, whatever, like if you were, your foot was hurting, you maybe would switch to something else that doesn't bother it. Um, and you could do that pretty easily because you have access to like other equipment, other types of yeah. workouts But on the through, like you have to hike. Otherwise you're, you're not doing, you're not moving anywhere. You're, you can't finish a, a hike without walking. And so I think being in the context of that encouraged you to push through, um, push past like limits and and through pains and and injuries that you maybe shouldn't because you're really trying to accomplish like a particular that particular goal of like making it to the end
0: yeah yeah it's crazy and then i did you, you covered the diet thing quite well so i didn't even need to bring that up but that's a whole nother oh yeah aspect to it yeah you're right like i i agree and i've i've thought about this a lot so i'm as soon as you said it as soon as you started talking i was like yes i agree with this but um, I wonder if that
1: is an unpopular opinion though. Because I wonder if, like I said, anyone who's done a long hike, I feel like probably starts to feel that. Like, or, or I don't know, maybe not though. Oh, maybe Jessica's not. shaking her head. She thinks it's the healthiest way to live, everyone. No, get no. out there, <laughs> get out there. No. She's <laughs> she, <laughs> Yeah, she's she's pointing out that she actually didn't she physically um actually like fared very well. Like she had very few. That's not true. That's a pretty you had like the foot fungus and like all kinds of crazy <laughs> stuff. That, either, like, permanent or permanent. Well, either way, it, she she didn't have many like joint issues, which I think joint issues are probably like, a huge problem. A lot of people have those kind of thing. like I personally have those like overuse injuries, like in joints, It's a big one. She actually didn't really have any, which is shocking. But she did have like a foot fungus, which if she <laughs> lived, we were at home, she would never have had a crazy foot fungus that she just walked on
0: for mile. I don't know. So yeah, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> All right. Um uh, my next one. This one This might be the first. This might be the inspiration for this all, honestly. Cuz this was the inspiration for an unpopular opinions video I did like a couple years ago. Okay, so so you know the uh the rule that when you're hiking and you see someone coming the other way. Like obviously you can't just both run right into each other. You know someone's got to stop and let the other person go by. So, the 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 common rule seems to be that the person going uphill always has the right of way under every circumstance. Like that's the rule that they tell you. I think that's kind of nonsense. Like I feel like a better rule would just be, how about you guys just figure it out? Like. i'll I'll speak for myself and i feel like a lot of people probably feel the same way if i'm going along and i see somebody coming the other way i'm going to stop like i'm going to slow down i'm going to stop and i'm going to step to the side of the trail and i feel like the rule should be whoever sees the person first steps off regardless of whether they're going uphill downhill sideways backwards handstand like it does not matter Uh, like The yielding to the person going uphill thing, if anything, I think it should be the opposite. Like the person going downhill has like all this momentum and it might be a little harder for them to stop. The person going uphill probably wants to fucking catch their breath or something. I don't know. I just feel like I I just feel like this rule, the person going uphill always has to like have the right away. I just think that's kind of nonsense. What do you what do you think, Baker? Yeah. I actually do kind of agree with this
1: for many of the reasons you stated like, yeah, you want to like be able. Well, so I think actually for like mountain biking, no, it's not true for mountain biking either. Cause for like for mountain biking, you think the person they're flying downhill, like it's very hard to stop, but I think, uh, maybe the, I, so I think the reason the same rule might apply is because on a mountain bike, it's hard to restart when you're going uphill, yeah. so it's hard to like get back on your bike. I could be wrong. Cause I don't actually like really mountain bike, but basically I do kind of agree. I actually think that the person coming downhill. Shows actually I actually the your idea when you first said it should you should just figure it out, I think that actually in most cases it, that's how it works. Like Yeah, in practice, someone, that's definitely yields first for whatever reason. Like you need to take you want to take an opportunity to step off trail or whatever. Um, and you just see it as an opportunity to like you're okay to stop and like you were thinking like I'm gonna stop and grab a snack anyway. So like this is a good time, or you're going uphill and you're tired, and that makes sense. I also think like if I'm one person, and I see a group coming up, I almost always step off because first to inconvenience four people to step off <laughs> one, it's like kind of just like, doesn't make sense. And also it's like not very LNT because I think like four people trampling the area to the side of the trail, whereas I'm like one. So I might be able to find a more LNT place to step off like a rock or some other kind of hard durable surface. Whereas like that large group might be um, you know, they may not be able to do that. Or if I see the group and I'm just like, this is going to sound bad, but I'll just kind of judge them as like, they're not maybe like, very outdoor savvy. I'm going to expect that what they're going to do is they're not going, if it's, if the trail, like the sides of the trail allow it, they actually won't stop. They'll just step off the side and then just keep walking off the trail on the side and then just trample whatever's over there. Cause they don't realize that like, Oh, it should stop and yield. Cause like on the street, no one stops and yields. Right. So people just kind of like adopt that mentality. And that's not necessarily like, I'm not like judging them, but they just like aren't aware of that. So if I see them and I think they might, if I think there's a chance that they might just trample the side of the trail to keep walking in in an effort for both parties, both people going both directions to to not stop, then I'll step off first so that then we can avoid that situation. Um, if that makes sense. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's like, I know there's a rule, but I don't know that people like, I've never, I've seen some people reference it and, I've never seen someone
0: yell, like, hey,
1: it's mine <laughs> right away, going up... You know what I mean? Like, I've never seen... I don't think I've ever seen anyone, They just, like, like get, refuse
0: to get off the trail. They just, like, power right into you. Yeah, they're like, well, I don't was
1: think I've ever... Away? Like, <laughs> right, I don't think I've ever seen that in, happen in practice. But, yeah, I agree. Like, the that rule... I mean, I assume that, basically... The rule was put in place so that it, it's simple and there's always a clear. I mean, mm-hmm. that's not always a clear because on a totally flat trail, yeah,
0: was, yeah, well, yeah. What if it's flat? That's a yeah. whole
1: I didn't even think of that. That's a good point, yeah. Like, so I don't know, and I, I but I think the like the intention of uh that rule being popularized was just to you know, like it was to, to create some sort of like courtesy on the trail or, or encourage a like a culture of courtesy of like instead of just ramming into each other, like the idea is that you do, you know, you stop your own progress. Like in some cases, someone has to stop their own progress to let them, let the other person go through. And you're just basically trying to be courteous to each other on trail. Instead of just like, you just sort of just like running to each other. And like the more aggressive person wins kind of thing. I don't know.
0: Yeah. This should, this should be the rule section hikers and weekend hikers should always yield to through hikers. (laughs) Day hikers should yield to section hikers, weekend hikers and through hikers. And when it comes to through hikers passing each other, whoever has the lighter pack has the right away a hundred percent of the time. And, and the person with the heavier pack, not only do they have to step off the trail, but they have to they have to bow and submit <laughs> to the person with the lighter pack. I feel like this is a much yeah. more fair system than the uphill thing. Yeah. But and it's clear. Me.
1: Yeah. And honestly, that's just kind of what happens. People with a heavy pack, they're struggling a first, they're just by default, they're struggling. And so they're going to see you flying by and like, oh my gosh, well, I gotta, I gotta get out of the way here. You know, like usually like the faster person, the slower person is going to move. Cause they don't want to be in the way, but I've definitely seen people who are like intent, like they feel like, I feel like they're intentionally trying to get in the way and they're <laughs> like, they like, are like, they're just like, they're being really stubborn. And so they just actually, That's something with passing, letting someone pass you. That's actually (laughs) from when you're going the same direction. That's something I've seen where people you can tell they don't they they feel. Like you passing them is like reflects poorly on them. Yeah. So they would like intentionally stay in the trail, even through a section where it's not practical to really pass without them stepping off. I'm sure you've seen people do that. Oh, I've had this happen a lot of times. Yeah. And they're like, instead of being courteous and stepping off, they're just like, I'm staying here and it's like, oh, come on. Like, like it's like, <laughs> it's some sort of ego thing. Like if you let someone pass you as if it's like like it's a race to be going through on a trail. I don't know. Unless you're like literally in a race, I guess. <laughs> but it's like, that's not the case usually. So I don't know. It's like, that's another one. It's like, I don't know, related, but it's like, man, I don't know why people do that. But yeah, I agree. I think the uh, the heavier pack should pay homage to the person carrying the lighter gear. I think it, yeah. And, and yeah, and definitely section and day hikers are yielding to through hikers. Yeah, it's, yeah I I very much agree. I think we should we should implement sort of some sort of cast system on the trail and to determine <laughs> the, to, to to break rules and and same with like who gets to stay in a shelter who mm-hmm. has, oh who has, who gets to have a campsite yeah. even if a, even if a section hiker is set up in a campsite they should and but if, if a thru hiker claims that spot the thru, the section hiker needs to get up and pack up and continue hiking down the trail the thru hiker deserves that spot that's Agreed. the way I see it.
0: You could say the yeah. same thing about the amount of Instagram followers you have too. That's one thing I've always been in favor of is mm. oh, yields, yield to anybody with more Instagram followers is, than you. Um, I think
1: hitchhiking, I think you should get to cut to the front of the line yeah. if you're a thru-hiker. Absolutely. Spe- if or if you have a lighter pack.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. or if you have a YouTube channel. Um... Oh, a okay. YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. One thing that's kind of related that I I just thought of there... Um, when you're talking about campsites, like through hikers should get campsites. You're joking, obviously, but I actually yeah. <laughs> saw one. There was one spot in the PCT, I remember, is in Oregon somewhere. I think it was around the Three Sisters area, but I can't exactly remember. There was a, a lake on the PCT, directly on the PCT, that had a sign that specifically prohibited PCT through hikers from camping <sighs> there. It was like everyone else. Wow. <laughs> to be fair, I didn't look into it. Maybe there was more details. Maybe you had to like reserve or something, but I'm pretty sure it was just like a national forest like area. Yeah. And it was like PCT hikers are not allowed to camp here. I was like, that is, that is the weirdest shit I've ever seen.
1: But I wonder if it, if they really intended it to be for everyone, but they were like, they had
0: so many no, PCT No, it PCT just... thru hikers specifically, or sorry, I, I cut you off there.
1: No, no, but okay. I was just curious if I guess what I'm saying is like, did they? Is the rule like actually that really no one like and no one should be camping there because that is a comment. no, no, it's, no, no. That. There was oh, campsites wow. there, yeah, and there was oh, a bunch of comments. I see. The comments
0: on far out were
1: fucking oh, hilarious for that. Okay, campsite. okay, so no, there's no, yeah, I see. Wow, yeah, because what I was thinking is they were trying to put a sign because like the hikers kept having like yeah you know, hubris and thinking they they could break the rule that said. Don't camp here. So they just put PC through records specifically because they were the most common like offender. But I see there were established campsites, but you were not allowed
0: yes. if you're wow, that's I'm glad you clarified that because I can see how that could be confusing. Now no, no, it was oh, that's a campground where people it was like a Oh a campground. Um, oh, my gosh. Not not like a, p I, I don't think it was paid. Um it was like a I thought it was a national. I'm sure there's someone that knows listening that's like Kylie oh, fucking idiot. You don't even know, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it, it was just something. It was just like a, it was like a lake in the national forest or something. And there was like some, you know, drive in, but like a dirt road, like remote kind of like drive in campsites. But PCT hikers oh, like just camping. Yeah, yeah. It uh, was it was like okay. it was, but it wasn't like a some private campground, right? It was like yeah. public. Yeah. It was public land. Right. I'm pretty sure. So like I don't know, it okay. was bizarre. I can
1: kind of see that. I I kind of understand this now. I thought it was like a backcountry like a backcountry
0: established <laughs> camping area. Well, which, it was like, there kinda are, in the backcountry. You know, it wasn't like in town. But I mean or anything. accessible
1: only through hiking, essentially. I see. Or through yeah. trail, like hiking or biking
0: or whatever. I'm but pretty sure there was a road to it. Damn it, I wish I I think that the actually makes
1: now. sense. If if it if there wasn't a road, it would really not make sense to it. but the road makes sense because I can see that. Someone driving in and basically if you're hiking, I can see that you maybe have more opportunities if you just hike a little further down the trail to find a camp spot. If you're driving, you very are much limited to like where are established campgrounds built with a road to them. And so I could see that they're like, the hikers don't need this campground. Like we should leave this for people who are only able to car camp or whatever, or only willing to car camp. I I can kind of see, I thought this was like a backcountry campsite that it's only accessible through hiking but like no through hikers
0: here it, i still think it's bullshit though cuz it it wasn't i don't i don't know dude it was weird. yeah no I, it <laughs> is it is kind of be it makes a. am just saying it makes
1: a little more sense i do think it's still kind of like draconian and very oddly specific but
0: yeah yeah all that's, right,
1: oh, that's interesting.
0: Um, I think it's your turn now. What's your next unpopular through hiking backpack? Okay, campaign? I don't know if this is like an unpopular. I don't know if that's this. what is you like said opinion. with every single I know, one, I baby. know because
1: because I, I guess because I'm just caveat the fact that someone this might be common. Maybe like everyone thinks this. I don't actually know. Okay, this is like this is kind of weird. So when and it's very clear when you explain to someone else um, that uh, that like how the mechanics of a through hike work, you realize that a through hike is just a series of Short backpacking trips. And so I don't actually know, like, is a through hike really this, I actually don't even think I agree with this opinion, but like, I think you, one could take the perspective that it's not this big, grand, long adventure. It really is just a bunch of short, you know, trips slammed together. Like how, like back to back, like, I don't know. Is it, is a through hike really that big of a deal? Like if, you know, if you can do a five day trip, then you just do a bunch of five day trips in a row and then boom, you're
0: done a through hike, right? Like, I don't know. Is it that big a deal? Okay. Okay. <laughs> on your on your last point, is through hiking like that big of a deal? I kind of have a similar one that I was maybe or maybe not going to talk about, about okay. kind of like through hiking not really being that special anymore. But like, mm. it's interesting to hear what you just said. It, it really is just like a bunch of multi-day trips put together. But at the same time, the fact that you're only doing those multi-day trips for like a certain like long period of time, like months... I feel like there's got to be there's got to be a little bit more to it because of that. It's it, it is it is essentially when you break it down just a bunch of section hikes put together. But yeah, it's you're not taking like, you know, you're not taking trips, any breaks so. between them. So it's just section hike after section hike after section hike. And so I think there is something that's a little bit more special about that, you know?
1: Yeah, no, like I said, I, I actually do kind of disagree with this, but it's just like when you have... <laughs> it's just <I know>, supposed <laughs> to be your unpopular. I know, I know. <laughs> that's just, that's it's funny. so unpopular that even I can't agree with it. But <laughs> but yeah, it's just like when you, when you like imagine the mechanics of it, it really is just a bunch of... And it's just like a weird... It's just an interesting way to think of it. Like when I've tried to explain it to like people who don't... like, They think like you carry all your food from the beginning or you hunt for food along the way. And it's like the easiest way to explain it to people is that like imagine a bunch of short hikes... You know, you, you get to a road crossing, you go into a town, you go back to that same place, that same road crossing, and you continue from there after you've resupplied. Like, you know, if you're that is if you're attempting to like connect steps and all that stuff. So, which is like what most that's, that's basically like how most people are doing it. But yeah, right. I, I do agree. I think even if you are going into town every few days, like you, st- the fact that you have to keep doing it over and over again, it, it still creates like for a very grand adventure. Um, Like the whole experience put together, it's it's obviously if you took like every section of um a hike you did and you and you put like a a couple years or a few months in between each of those resupplies it would be a very different experience so
0: yeah yeah all right this next one are you in any of the facebook groups anything at all related to hiking i'm not have you been at some point
1: um jessica has shown me things from them before so (laughs) i like (laughs) i guess i'm aware i'm aware of their existence and the nature of some of the facebook groups group content yeah
0: okay so this is something i see and not just in the facebook groups too but that's just the first place that comes to mind i see people complaining about this a lot and i don't get it okay i kind of get some parts of it but okay so there's some unpopular opinion is that rock karns or Cairns, Cairns i say Cairns, but yeah Barnes i say maybe. Cairns too but I'd said that in a video one time and then people thought I was saying Karens. Yeah, oh. So they were picturing yep. like the angry lady at the grocery store like right. as a pile yeah. of rocks. So rock <laughs> yeah. Karens, rock Karens, whatever you want to call it. Uh-huh. Um. They, they don't bother me. And like I see so many people complaining about them in Facebook groups just being like, oh, like it's ruining like the nature. And, and like I get like there might be some environmental impacts if it's, like, excessive or something like that. And I'm not even talking about that. I just mean, like, the people who complain about them. And sometimes, like, you'll see, like, influencers complaining about this, too. And, like, never once have I ever seen a Rock... And, and also, to be clear, I'm talking about Rock Karns, Karens that are, like not serving the purpose of like marking the trail because like sometimes you'll like above tree line you'll see them because they're there to mark the trail because there's no trees to put blazes on and so i'm not talking about those ones i'm talking about just like the random ones you see every now and then in like a riverbed or something gotcha um they don't bother me like again like i don't really know very much about the environmental impacts and if there was like a like a hundred of them in one spot then maybe i'd be like all right this is kind of whack but like for the most part like I don't really get the, the hype. Have you have you seen people complaining about this before?
1: Yeah, no, I, I mean I've I've seen people go so far as to like dismantle them. Right? Yeah, like, yeah.
0: You see like every now and mm-hmm. then you'll see some like influencer like have like a self righteous story yeah. about how they're like, Oh, I saw this rock car and I like <laughs> I like fucking destroyed it, dude. Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like, no, I don't definitely... I just I don't think it's that big a deal personally.
1: Yeah, I actually I I, I basically agree. I they don't they don't bother me. Like I, I, there are certain things that like really take me out of like the the experience. So like music out loud. Um if I'm like if I'm like really not near like a trailhead or anything. Like if I'm really like, you know, in the I've been in the woods for like an hour plus, haven't heard anything else and I just hear like music out loud. That takes me out of it. Like just seeing trash yeah. on the ground, that takes me out of it. Um but rock rock cairns do not do that. I do kind of laugh at ones um that are like on a trail where it's very obvious where to go so those ones actually maybe they do take me out of it because the first thing i think is like why is this here like it's it's, it's like <laughs> obvious fair. where to go next so maybe i do think but it's not it's not like the the structure of it or the way it looks that bothers me i guess for me like those are just part of like um trails and hiking and and like you said even not trails right because they're very useful for areas where there aren't trails where there aren't established trails so for me, I guess they're just kind of part of the experience, so they don't bother me. I do kind of giggle at ones that I think are an area where that are marking things that are not clear. But see, then sometimes I think that, and I'm like, why is this here? That's silly. And then I realize it's marking a junction. And I'm like, okay, mm. well, actually, that's why it's here, because I was clearly going to blast past this junction that I didn't see was here. So I don't know. I actually, yeah, I kind of agree. I don't, they don't really bother me. Um, and in terms of like excessive ones, like, yeah, that's, that's maybe when it, I start to think like, oh, not so much. But I think it's like, it has to reach a critical mass. There was this place like in Pennsylvania, I think it was called the rock garden. Jessica saying it's called the rock garden. It was literally like a huge area full of like just piles of rocks and like kind of like rock formations that people had just like put in there. And so there was like so much of it that I think it basically becomes like almost like an art mm-hmm. piece. There's you one know, like that sort of... in Vermont too, the white rocks. I think it's maybe called. that's the one I'm thinking of. I'm not sure, but either way, like, yeah. So I think when it reaches that point where it's like, there's so many that, um, it's like, it actually is kind of like a, a thing. Like, I think it actually, like, it, to me, that's justified. When there's like, you can tell just a bunch of people decide to stack a bunch of rocks together for, and in like, in a redundant way, like, why do you need three or, or like seven Cairns next to each other? Like, that's when I'm like, yeah, this is kind of, Silly, like why? But it doesn't like this year. it but, doesn't
0: like ruin your fucking day. Or oh anything, no, right? No, like,
1: it, it, I'm not gonna like think back. God, the hike would have been perfect if I hadn't <laughs> seen like those ro- <laughs> like if someone had put those rock carrots in Like, no, I definitely like those. Yeah, those definitely don't bother me. Probably just because they're like you know they're made of like natural material. I can tell they've been you know obviously misplaced by humans, but it just doesn't bother me. Now, people who like build like shrines and stuff like that out in the world that definitely I'm not as big of a fan of that. Like people will put like memorials and stuff like that up. They'll have like a photo and they have like flowers and like other like, I don't know, stuffed animals that just like kind of turn to trash over time. That bothers me. That definitely bothers me more. I'm not saying like I want to disallow it because obviously like if someone wants to memorialize yeah. like a loved one and like, and that's what's meaningful to them, like uh, that's fine. But that actually takes me out of my experience more, I would say. Um, yeah, that's fair.
0: Know. That's fair.
1: I guess, uh, and then going back to the whole like not a wilderness experience thing, Like, it, like I just, I don't like... I don't see my, when I'm going out, like in, in doing a hike or something, like that. I'm not like seeing, I'm not like necessarily trying to find like this untouched pristine land that like no humans have like messed with. Cause it's like, that's just like the very untrue like for many reasons um, like a trail obviously is totally messing with it. And there's like people have been living in these areas for thousands of years and they've been modifying their environments. So like, I don't actually like go out there to, Look for a completely untouched, like a huge, like untouched by humans area. It's more of like a it's been like less. It's like less touched by humans, and so yeah. to me, ha- finding these things that are evidence of human activity and humans being there before doesn't necessarily bother me. Obviously, there's certain things that are like I know, like graffiti. Like I don't, there's I don't like graffiti. No, um, or like people would just like cut down trees for like no reason, like instead of picking up deadfall. Like I don't like stuff like that. Like
0: bushcrafting or when type people of thing. Like, 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 yeah, I guess this is graffiti, but when people like write their trail names or whatever, their tags on like trail signs and trail markers and stuff. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, I don't like that kind of stuff too, but,
0: or like when they carve
1: something into the, Oh yeah, that's that's a classic. Yeah. Yeah. Those are like, I don't know, but again, I guess this is all, it's all arbitrary because it's all signs of humans being there. So like, I'm cool with a trail, like being blazed through the ground, but I'm not cool with like someone making a small scratch on a tree bark. It's, it is a bit arbitrary. I actually recognize that, but I will
0: say there's, there's again, like, As a general rule, yeah, like, people, like, carving shit into shelters especially, like, don't do that. But I will say there's been a couple times where I've seen carvings that are dated from, like, the 60s or some crazy shit. And that's actually kind of cool. But, like, but, you know, that's the exception. Like, most of the time it's, like, the initials of a high school couple that broke up like a week later (laughs) in a shelter that they day hike to like, we don't need that. Yeah. Well, and then there's like, um, like hieroglyphs and stuff like that.
1: And so it's like, okay, so basically as long as it's old enough, it's human activity, it's been carved in a rock, but as long as it's old enough, we're okay with it. Or I've even like, um, okay. This is another one. Like in Colorado, we've got like a lot of old mining things. So you'll find like old mining equipment, old cabins you even find basically they're trash it's like a tin can it's like so rusted out or it's like a piece of an old bed frame but it's like so old that it's fascinating yeah now. whereas like if someone like i've i've seen like <laughs> other types of mine equipment that like looked like it was maybe 10 years old and i'm like oh that's just trash i am like oh that's just an eyesore. Oh, this is
0: such a good oh wow yeah, this is, i never like thought very, about
1: this it's like very um it's like it's kind of not arbitrary because i'm not going to say that i don't actually agree with many like you know, the idea that a hieroglyph from an eight from like thousands of years ago is actually like um you know like important and should be preserved but it is if you think about it like there's no like necessarily like like logical they're kind of the same thing it's human activity um messing with the land and so it's kind of yeah it's a little a little arbitrary in some cases yeah
0: it's definitely arbitrary that that reminds me of there's a a part on the cranberry like 50 in the adirondacks where you're, you're just in the middle of the woods you're not like close to a road or anything and you come across, you come across like the remnants of some old, must have been some sort of homestead or mm-hmm. or something. Maybe it was workers, but there's a bunch of like very old equipment there. And there's there's like a stove. There's a full on fucking oh, stove yeah. and oven, but it's like old, right? Well, what kind of stove? Like a wood fire stove or like electric? Or no, it, stove? it looked I don't. I don't know honestly, but it's like man. I should. I have a picture of it somewhere. I don't know. Um, People that have hiked that trail know what I'm talking about, but it's it's old and it and it's cool because it's like it's old and it's just in the middle of nowhere. But if I just stumbled across like a like a brand new, <laughs> this just makes me laugh. Like the thought of stumbling across like a brand new like yeah. oven stove in the middle right, of the right. it's like, like electric stove out there. <laughs> to yeah. be fair, that actually would be kind of funny because I'd be like, "How the fuck did this thing?" It'd be, like... <laughs> yeah, I guess if it's like
1: brand new, that' funny. If it's like 30 years old. That's not cool. It's like from the seventies. You're like, why is this? This is just garbage now. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's so, it's very arbitrary. It's like, goes from like funny to
0: garbage to like, Oh, this is a, a relic <laughs> or
1: now it's an archeological site, right?
0: Like, yeah, it yeah. is kind of bizarre. It is kind of bizarre for sure. All right, Baker, what is your next unpopular opinion? Okay. This
1: one, Jessica actually was like, she seems a little shocked when I said this. So this one might actually be really unpopular. Ooh. Um, but so the whole idea of a continuous through hike start to finish every mile, you're not skipping anything. You start at the Southern, sorry. I always think it's <laughs> like South, to north, but you start at one official terminus, you end at one official terminus. Um, you don't miss any miles in between. I, I actually think it's kind of a, it's kind of a meaningless and pointless. Um, Oh uh, yeah, this one I probably won't agree with. That's yeah, I, I do but not I agree with I, this. But I, I'll, I'll I, give
0: yourself to a chance to explain and, before you your like, from the show forever.
1: Right, and again, yeah, I know this is a, this could be <laughs> the last one. But I guess I also I, and I I'm, I will say I totally understand why people think it's very valuable. Um, but for me, I don't know that it's you know I, I don't know that it's like particularly. I don't think it's like the crux of the experience. I don't think it's essential to having um, an amazing experience like. Uh, when you're out hiking somewhere, like for example, just the idea of like where, like even if let's assume you content you finish all the miles in between two termini of a trail, like the idea that those termini were—I hope that's the plural of terminus—the idea, the idea, <laughs> I, I idea think that, it probably is, but it just sounds funny. I'm just, I have no idea, termini. but just the idea that those termini were placed at those particular places. Is our, ar- is completely arbitrary. Yeah, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So okay. like,
1: so for example, like even like actually the Appalachian trail is a really interesting one because there's like the international Appalachian trail, um, which includes like a Northern extension, all the way up into Canada, a Southern extension, all the way down to the you know swamps of Florida. And so it, I guess if you're so like hell bent on, I'm going to go from Springer mountain to Mount Katahdin and you you literally like the night before you know at the Katahdin campground get sick and you have to wait a couple of days and then a snowstorm comes in and it closes <laughs> Katahdin and if you're devastated by that it's like okay but someone who wanted to finish 100 miles north of you will look at you so excited at the you know at the end and be like oh but I'm still going to 500 more miles to Canada so it's just kind of for me that feels that feels very arbitrary and I, and I also think that in terms of like completing everything. So like, this is obviously, you know, easy. This is probably an an idea that I would espouse because uh, I didn't actually hike every mile of the Appalachian Trail. So if I missed like 75 miles, I missed the whole Smoky Mountain National Park section. And I think it's like 3% of the total just distance of the trail, right? It's something like that. Something like that. Yeah. it's, it's, It's something like three or like two or whatever percent. If you, if I look at the, just, if you look at the total experience that I had compared to little bear who hiked all those miles, but didn't miss the 75. She literally did hike every single step we had like, I mean, just from a raw numbers perspective, we had like a 97% similar experience. I would say that our experiences were indistinguishable. If I had done those 75 miles and I had versus not doing them, it's literally almost the exact same experience. And now as you start to cut out sections obviously the percentage of like the difference starts, you know, it starts to deviate. But I also would say that like just completing every mile, it it depends on what your goals are out there. But if you're just trying to have like an interesting life experience, like completing every mile is absolutely non essential in my Mm -hmm. opinion. There's like nothing essential about completing every mile. And then, there's also just like the logistics of it, which I know you experienced like a lot of this this summer, like certain trail conditions or certain um, regions just have like these logistical challenges of like wildfires closing things and stuff like that. And so I, I just, and it's not that I like, I'm hating on people who want to finish every mile. It's more no, like no. just kind of like saying that, like, just kind of like maybe bringing up the idea that people should consider, you know, possibly just, you know, take, I take into account the idea that potentially, trying to finish from start to finish every single mile in between may not be essential to like really have an amazing experience out there and so maybe if you aren't able to finish you know finish every single mile and start to finish from for for whatever reason whether it's with without your control like maybe don't worry about that too much and you might still have you know i mean you're I, in my opinion you could still have an amazing experience that does not include walking every single mile from start to finish. And in fact, you may have a better experience because you might get to skip some sections that are truly like, maybe would not really have added anything um, to your experience.
0: Anyway, what do you think about that? I think you're definitely banned from the show after this, but okay. no, well, i just it's been great. <laughs> this, is, this is like one of the biggest, like, yeah, I don't no, even want to call one. it a debate, but just like, one of the biggest, oh, like, definitely a debate. Yeah, it's just I guess the most highly it a, debated topics
1: among thru hikers. It, it People really who are is. Out, like doing long hikes for sure. It's yeah. it's talked about all the time. Yeah,
0: and and I really think it kind of comes down to just like your personality and ultimately like what you're trying to get out of the experience or like what your primary goal. Yes. Um, or, or not even that. What? Yeah. What you're trying to get out of the experience, and I'll just say for me, um, for me, like the idea of actually hiking the entire trail now i I was never like obsessive about it like i was never like you know you know it's every now and then i feel like most of the time people just use this as a joke but i'm sure there's somebody out there who's done this who like they get dropped they they get they hitchhike from one side of the road crossing and then when they get dropped off on the other side of the road they like go back and like tag yeah. to make sure they yeah. get the whole road. Like, I was never That's like Jessica. that extreme. Yeah. Is that Jessica? I yeah, feel like totally. you mentioned that before. <laughs> she definitely is
1: her. Like, we were, it was like the Blue Ridge Parkway or something. And she was like, What side do I walk on? Which it was like a, <laughs> a brief section where like the, the, it was a parking lot. And she was like, What? It was like the trail came in on one side and the, and the trail went out on the other side of the parking lot. She's like, which side of the parking lot do I walk on? I'm like, it's a freaking flat parking lot. You can see both sides of it. You're not going to get a different experience by picking one side of the other.
0: <laughs> it's like, oh, anyway, sorry. I interrupted you. No, you're good. You're good. Like, I was never like that extreme about it, but uh-huh. I don't know. For me, for me, I had to have more of a reason than just like having cool experiences to 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 push through. Ultimately, what I think it comes down to for me is like, having that goal, that very specific goal of being, of being able to complete the entire trail that just makes it much more justifiable, which might not be the best way to describe that. Um, it just makes it easier to, I guess, yeah, to justify pushing yourself through the hard times on a long through hike. It gives you that goal that you're trying to chase because I, I feel like, And ultimately, I think it just comes down to your personality. I think there's lots of people out there who can go out there and just like try to have a cool experience and like they can go out there and they can do that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I also think there's a lot of people that if they don't have the goal, a a very specific goal, then they're not going to be able to push themselves through the hard times and they're ultimately going to leave the trail like you know, quite early on. And so I think having that goal of trying to accomplish the whole trail, it just keeps me going, I guess. It's a reason to keep going through the hard times because for me, through hiking has never really been about just having a cool adventure. I mean, that's part of it for sure, but that's not the main objective because you can go out and you can have a cool adventure, you know, for a week. And after a week or two weeks, Like, you're going to be like, okay, I've kind of adventured out. Like, now I'm just miserable and wet and my feet hurt. Like, what am I doing here? You know, like, I I had my adventure. And so, like, having that goal is just very important to me. And so, on the PCT this year, obviously, we didn't accomplish that goal of being able to Mm -hmm. hike the whole trail. And I hate to say it, but there was, like, a change after we had to skip because of that first fire and it was a little bit up in the air still because at that point we were still considering going back, um, after we got to Canada and then that quickly fell apart. But the, the, I definitely felt like, like something was lacking after that. And again, I I think it's just actually, and that's not to say that like it wasn't like worth keeping, you know, continuing to go and that it was just all like miserable from there. Like that, that, that wasn't it at all. Um, The idea of hiking the entire trail isn't the only reason, like there can be multiple reasons why you do this, but it is like a very like motivating reason for me. And like there, there definitely was something that was missing there um, after we had to ruin our continuous footsteps. And this could also get into the, the whole concept of like how maybe that attitude isn't always appropriate for, some trails, like the PCT, for instance, for the AT, I think it's totally appropriate. But for the PCT, it's not because it's just so difficult to have continuous footsteps in a single year. Um But I don't know. At the end of the day, I think it's just personal. And I don't think that, you know, any one attitude is right. And I think it's also kind of tricky for first time through hikers because they might not know, like, what camp they kind of fall into. You know, they might not know if like the goal is going to be a big driving factor for them or if they're fine just kind of going out there and seeing what happens um it can be kind of tricky so i I also think it's kind of funny how it sounds like you and your wife are a little bit differing on this you know we
1: very much differ not a little bit but you
0: can still enjoy hiking with each other
1: yeah no we definitely can well so this is an interesting this is kind of why i like I feel like and I totally agree when you said that it's up to personal preference, and that I definitely agree that every way of approaching it is valid, like I'm not saying that like people who want to do every mile like they're no, doing no it I, wrong. I didn't Nothing like that I didn't get that implication from what yeah. you said at all, yeah, but what I will say is so you mentioned that once you had to break your continuous footsteps and once and especially I think once you realized that the northern terminus was going to be closed and it was unrealistic for you to get there, you said that it heavily changed the hike it, and it made it, it changed it in a negative way. Right. It made it a yeah. less enjoyable experience. If, do you think if you had gone into it, having more of the mentality that I'm espousing of that, you, you know, you, you had, you didn't have the expectation that you were going to like, if you could, that'd be nice, but you weren't kind of like hanging a large amount of the, uh, you know, expected exp- um enjoyment or happiness that you were expecting to receive from the experience. If you weren't hanging all like so much of that, on having the continuous footsteps starting from the southern terminus to the northern terminus do you think that you could have just like those sections that suddenly became a lot less enjoyable after you had to miss the steps do you think that you actually would have just potentially enjoyed them more because you had never set this expectation from the start that like we are going to try our our damnedest to do every single mile through here
0: yeah i think it probably would have and and honestly it kind of like changed throughout the trail because at the very beginning of the trail, like obviously I was aware that it's pretty difficult to have continuous footsteps. And I definitely on the, on the PCT that is, um, and I, and I definitely was a little bit naive thinking like, Oh, like hopefully we'll get lucky. But I honestly think, and I've said this before in a couple of videos, I think I honestly feel like if we had had a closure, like very early on, like say in the first, like 300 miles, maybe it probably wouldn't have bothered me as much because we would have just gotten it over with. But the further we got, you know, we hiked over half the trail before we had to break yeah. our continuous footsteps. And so the further and for, and for some reason, I also had this idea in my head that like up in Oregon and in Washington, fires weren't as likely, which is fucking stupid, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. But I had this idea and there's a lot of people, not a lot of people, there's multiple people that said, that they got a lot of snow up there, and so the chance of fires is lower, and, mm, you know, I but see. that's just, there's people saying all sorts of stuff everywhere. Yeah, so, so like, you
1: were setting that expectation of, like, I think so, I actually could get so, through So, there. exactly,
0: like, the further yeah. we got without any closures, like, the more I became convinced, and I think Flossie probably feels the same way, too, like, the and we talked about this a little bit in our episode, um, like, the more we became convinced that, like, oh, shit, we might actually be able to pull this off, and then it all just came crashing down, like, very fast. Yes. And so... And so, yeah, and, and ultimately, I think it does depend on the trail. Looking back on it, I do regret being so confo- so focused on continuous footsteps on the PCT. But when I think about other trails I've done, like the AT and some of the shorter ones, I don't regret it at all. And in hindsight, it's easier, you know, it's easy to say that because I was able to have continuous footsteps. But even if I hadn't, I, I genuinely think that I wouldn't regret it on those trails where it's actually realistic to do that. But But I just think the biggest probably the biggest thing i learned on the pct was that maybe that mindset doesn't fit for every trail not that it's necessarily bad and it's not ever appropriate but for some trails it's just yeah it's just you're kind of setting yourself up for for failure in a way you know
1: yeah and exactly because you're setting this unrealistic goal potentially i that was interesting you said about the having it would have maybe been easier if you had some sort of forced closure or something mm-hmm. early on, some experience early on that forced you to like break the continuous footsteps. Because when I did the AT, I'd done the floor trail first, I had to miss the first 30 miles, but it was just the first 30 miles and it was closed because of a fire It was kind of out of my control. So I, like, I was still in this mentality of like, I can do a continuous footsteps of what's open, which is just 30 miles of like a thousand. So like it didn't feel like a huge deal. I was able to do the rest of the trail, all continuous footsteps. But then the AT, it was fairly early on, like the Smokies are not like right at the beginning, but they're, I mean, they're pretty early on in the, in the entire span of the trail. And I was basically like, we were also under a time crunch, the idea of me waiting and then um, Jessica not being able to, you know, keep going because she's waiting for me. She already did wait for me a lot before that. Um, and so the idea of her, like slowing her down too, and the idea of like, okay, well, if I get better, but she's ahead of me, do I go back and do I skip ahead? Like, that's kind of what basically forced me into like, I have to just give up this ideal. And again, I just, I just thought about it. Like how much is this going to affect my experience? If I miss 75 miles and I hike with her versus I go back 75 miles and I spend weeks trying to catch up with her. We're both. Even maybe months. And it's like, depending on how fast we go, especially if I'm like kind of coming back from an injury or not going as fast. And I just thought like, it'll certainly yield the worst experience. There's just no way it wouldn't. Like I, I, I just can't see how I'm going to get to the end unless she waited for me, but then that's affecting her experience. Yeah. And so I was kind of confronted with this like fairly early on the trail and I had to kind of give up the idea of the continuous footsteps. Um, And I just absolutely don't regret that. Like it was like Jessica was saying that if it had been reversed, she was saying she would have gone back. And started behind me which is really again that she's like adamant about that and i'm like i'm just like and i'm not judging the fact that she thought that she would have wanted to do that but i'm so glad i didn't do that because i certainly considered that thinking like oh i'll try to catch up to her or i'll ask her to go a little slower but it i mean we would have spent yeah like weeks or months apart um and had separate hikes it, like that's just so ridiculous um and if you just look at like the actual like what the actual experience is um like the fact that you have continuous footsteps is just not a critical part of it, in my opinion. And so, yeah, that was, I don't know. I was just kind of curious if like, if if you had thought maybe in hindsight, it would have just kind of changed the experience a little bit for you, or or maybe yielded a more positive experience at the end. Um, Because you said like, I I think you basically said like the wind was out of your sails once you knew the Northern Terminus was out of the question. And I totally get that too. Like if I had known Katahdin was closed when I got like, you know, approaching the 100 mile wilderness, that would have been a massive bummer because at that point i was basically like, well i'm going to do everything now because i've basically continuous footsteps from the smokies up here which is still like a very sizable chunk so oh, yeah i definitely would have felt that too so i'm not saying that i'm like immune to this like you know the idea of like having the the long continuous footsteps and, and being able to get to the northern terminus and if you think about it with katahdin especially that northern terminus is so particularly epic like that last climb is very epic i actually think if the northern terminus, like the last 10 miles of the pct was closed like that would be like Okay, so you finish in one section of wood, heavily wooded area versus another section of heavily wooded area. That doesn't seem very different to me, but like definitely Katahdin, not being able to climb up Katahdin and stand on top of it, that actually would affect the experience. I think in in that case, dude, that's more of like a specific geographical thing to that area. Yeah, but I, I yeah I can kind of so in that case I can kind of see like there's more meaning to it. But yeah, I guess like the reason like the reason I had this idea is just kind of like it might for people who really get down on themselves because they didn't finish every step, they might feel a little, they might just enjoy the experience more if they kind of like let go of of the need to have every continuous mile or just be open to the idea that at some point things may not go according to plan. And the best thing to do to preserve the experience and still keep it as an enjoyable one as possible might be to just like, you know, let kind of let go of that idea and just like, you know, do as much as you can or just kind of think, what's going to be the best experience, not necessarily like what's going to hit every single goal or check out, check every single box, you know? Yeah.
0: I just think it depends. I think it depends yeah, it on the person. Depends. I think it depends on what they want to get out of the experience. And I think it depends on the trail too. So we could definitely do a whole episode on this because you Probably. can just talk yourself in circles with this shit. Oh like, yeah, definitely. It's all just so arbitrary. Um, I do. I want to do one more though. And cause this is a juicy one. Oh, okay. One all right. more unpopular opinion. Okay. I think trail names are kind of lame. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. That's funny. I
1: wrote that down too.
0: <laughs> oh, di- oh, did you? Oh, well, actually, okay. I wrote it down like a slight variation of it. So mine
1: says trail names are definitely lame. I guess that, when I wrote <laughs> this down, I guess I felt like very strong. But let me finish the whole sentence. Trail names are definitely lame outside of a through hike. Oh, okay. okay. So, so I actually think on trail, I- I'm more okay with them on trail. But I think outside of a through hike, it- it- it's just like, at some point I ran into someone who had hiked the AT and this was like, maybe like, I don't know, like late last year. It was, was somewhat recent in the last few months. And they're like, Oh, what's your trail name? And I like literally had to like <laughs> process for a second. I was like, trail name, what is it again? And I like literally, I had to think for like a couple seconds and I was like, Oh, it's cornbread. And I was like oh, that name for it's weird. Like the longer I'm away from like a long hike, the less that name like means to me, which is like, in some ways kind of sad, but it's also just like, I, I don't know. It's just, I, I'm just like, I'm, just, I'm less attached to it. I think, um, the longer I'm away from a hike. And I feel like if I were to do a long hike, I would, it would be so weird being like, ah, I'm cornbread. Like it would be so weird to just start yeah. referencing the, like, you know, naming myself as such, like to other people. I don't know. It would be really, it'd be really weird. So yeah, it I, I kind of, and I don't, so I, I don't know. I, I definitely agree to an extent with what you're saying.
0: Yeah. So like I talked about this in, in my, my most recent unpopular opinions video. And I thought that people were just going to like hate on me for it, but I actually got a surprising number of comments saying that people agree. And, and to be fair, like I do like understand. So like, like people who like trail names, like, like it's, it's nothing personal. Like I I don't, you know, like I don't care that much, but I think for me the biggest thing, it's not even that I think trail names are lame I just get, I'm just sick of explaining my trail name on trail. (laughs) This might be like a very personal problem for you. It probably is. I've had my trail name for a long time too and the story's kind of lame behind it and I'm just so sick of meeting someone new and then having to fucking explain this story that's not even significant. No one's gonna remember it two seconds after I tell it. Like, If I had like a dope trail name with like a really funny story then maybe I would like it more but like, it was so funny I talked about this in the video a little bit but Flossie feels the same way as me <laughs> And so yeah. like th- We've talked about it so much And so there was multiple times Where we'd be like together And then we'd meet someone new And then someone would like ask Flossie Like for their trail name story <laughs> And then <laughs> I would be like sitting next to him And then I would just know That it like kind yeah. of annoys him <laughs> And so right. then I would start laughing And then he'd be like trying to like You know be courteous and nice to this person But then also he would hear me like kind of snickering in the background and like then he would kind of start snickering and it was just kind of like... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, fuck, we're just sick of explaining this shit.
1: Well, so then so just to play devil's advocate here is it maybe that you just don't have a trail name but maybe you haven't found the right trail name
0: yet or maybe it hasn't found you yet maybe you know? baker but i there's no way i could take on another trail name at this point like no but why not like people totally do actually Cause i'm I, fucking I, narnar, dude
1: like <laughs> but like you didn't even say your trail name in the video like i don't even know that people know that and it's, a lot of people silly. don't yeah the trail and, tales like,
0: listeners do but a lot of the and you're, youtube yeah, of people don't
1: and you're, I mean, it's like, I don't think it's uncommon for people to adopt multiple trail names over Or change them. Yeah. Or, or, yeah. yeah, or change them. Like that's, like actually a lot of people end up having multiple for a while because they're like, they can't really decide or commit to one. I don't know. I'm just saying like, maybe if you ever did another long hike, maybe just consider a new, uh, just starting without one, seeing if you get a new one. Or if you think you have one that you'd be like, oh,
0: I would love if this was my trail name. Just like, just like, I mean, because like, it dude, like if I like, gave myself a trail name, do you know how much shit I would get from people in the comment section? <laughs> like, I, I mean, can't, I can't I guess, do that, dude. I can't do that. But you know what? That. Sometimes it's just, it's, it's okay to be disliked. You just, like, you <laughs> do what true. you,
1: you got to just do, you know, if it feels right to you. I, I think actually, uh, Joe changed his because his was like sweat lines. And he, I don't know, he, it was literally because he had this sweaty shirt on, which is like <laughs> the least unique thing any of any hiker. Everyone has this, like sweaty clothes <laughs> That's on. That's what I'm
0: saying. Like, a lot of them just aren't.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. But see, that's the thing is he, but he changed it then. So he, and he, I don't, and I don't know that his is like much, his new ones better. I think it was, he don't <laughs> think he like loved it either, but he definitely didn't, he didn't go on the CDT saying I'm sweat lines. He said, I'm Joe. And then I think he ended up getting ghost because I think they kept seeing him um, like, you know, he just kept like appearing and he also wears like the zinc oxide based sunscreen that like makes your face very white. Um, so like, he was like a ghost, I guess, I don't know. That's much better. It's still just kind of <laughs> like a, an observation on his physical appearance. But you know, I'm just saying like, he, he did his or he just, he just basically went into the trail without one, yeah. hoping to get a better one. Cause he didn't like his other one. So I'm just saying for you, I don't know, maybe you could just like, you know, you, you could, you could potentially try that. I also think you could just be Kyle and just not have a trail name and that'd be fine too. There are people who just like yeah. specifically do not have trail names because they just kind of disagree with the idea of them.
0: But Yeah, but then every on. time you get asked what your trail name is, you have to explain that and it's just like, I don't know. One one funny thing Flossie and I were saying too is like, we should just make up stories every time somebody yeah. asks what our <laughs> yeah. trail name is. Because I guess to be clear, like I kind of said this already, but it's not so much like, like I don't mind being called by my trail name. It's more I don't like explaining the story. So like Gotcha. We, were, we were like, we should just make up a different story. Like oh, yeah. just make it's up a ridiculous. story that, that has absolutely nothing to do with our trail name, and then at the end just be like, and that's why they call me Narnar. Like right. just see what they say. <laughs> yeah, see, a see what the person says. Like react? Yeah. if they're like, wait, I don't get it, or if they just are trying to be polite and just pretend they get it. And then it's kind of a joke on them, which is kind of funny, yeah. but I just think that'd be funny. Maybe I'll start doing that in the future. I, like someone I met um,
1: since the AT. I think he hiked the year before us, but he hiked with someone who, um, had an amputation, I think below his knee. So he had like, he had a prosthetic and, um, the guy with the prosthetic would do, he would make up a story on how he lost his leg every time. Like <laughs> that's like really, funny. and it's the thing is that like, with like losing a leg, there's like a million crazy ways that you could pretend or say you lost your leg and like, who's going to like question someone with a prospect. Yeah, right? like, exactly. They're already like, they're really asking this like kind of rude question. And so like, I think one, one time he said like, oh, it was in the civil war and the person was like, oh, Interesting, and they just they didn't like question it, right? And they just like it was like a brief interaction. And they like walked away, and they never cleared cleared it up as if like that doesn't actually make. There's
0: like literally no way it's possible. And so <laughs> they went home, and they like, "Honey, you'll never believe it. Like I met this like Civil War veteran on the trail today. Like <laughs> yeah. he didn't have a leg, like his cannonball, Like, that's so funny.
1: to be clear, this person's like in their twenties. Like it's very, there's like absolutely no way that
0: like they're like, maybe so
1: old that somehow they were alive during. It. So, it's like. You know, or like they were like a like maybe an infant. To during be the fair, end there's lots of civil
0: lots War. of yeah. wars out there. Like maybe they were in like uh, Syria. That, yeah, that's or some true.
1: Shit. That's that is true. I mean, this is on the AT, so I guess the assumption was like yeah. You know, no, no I, I get civil it, but, but yes, technically. So, but just the idea of making up a new story every time. Cause like there are so many fleeting interactions with people. So most of the time you could just get away with it and like, well, I'm never gonna see that person again. And if you do, it's just kind of like a funny story later when you explain like, like say they were, they were present, <laughs> you, you told them a fake story, then they're present the next time you tell a different story I'm like <laughs> wait that's totally different like, that would be a, just another funny situation or even better afterwards. if you gave a different trail name every time and then like yeah or that too you could just make up like total different trail names and some, someone's you know, just like oh
0: yeah i met this guy named freaking i'm just looking at shit on my desk here didgeridoo Whoa. Didgeridoo, didgeridoo and then Someone's like, wait a minute. I thought his name was, you know, something else. <laughs> Mac like, and cheese, yeah. Wait a minute. What's going on? That would be kind of funny. <laughs> also, potentially could rub people the wrong way, but I don't know. I think yeah, it'd be it can funny. be like
1: funny when you're like, just dis- when the, you know, when the truth comes to light, or it could really piss people off. Yeah, it yeah. could go either way. Yeah. It could go
0: either way, but that's yeah. okay, they say. Um, Baker, thank you for coming on here. This was really fun. We'll have to do another one soon. And, yeah where can people go uh follow your instagram you haven't used in three years no i'm not even gonna say it There's you're not gonna point. say it oh come i'm just on. like
1: i just like i don't i don't, I don't want to set again it's all about setting expectations i don't want to set an <laughs> expectation that they're, that they're gonna get anything valuable from following well, that's kind of so. why
0: i wanted you to share it, because at this point it's kind of like a running joke on the show like go, it is kinda, go it follow is kinda, baker well, on instagram even just, though he never uses instagram
1: just search my name i would like I like like very much doubt there's any way <laughs> Baker Bocorney's out there. Actually, my granddad is technically named Baker Bocorney, but I'm like very sure he's not on Instagram. So, you know, if you find, you know, if you want to find it, it's out there. But it, like again, don't follow it. You're not gonna get. I think any your grandfather content. is on
0: it. is Isn't it like Belly Boys st- or Belly Bag <laughs> big, Belly Bag Boys '69 or something like big that? Big Boy Belly Bagger. You know, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he
1: should i should make an instagram account for him it's just like photos of his belly bag (laughs) that would be that'd be some that'd be some shit okay but this belly bag it's huge it is not a normal fanny pack size like it is it's probably like three liters no probably like three or four liters in volume it is a large bag it's not like a normal fanny pack like i've never seen a thru hiker carry a bag like this big it it is like very large it probably weighs (laughs) like several pounds because it's so voluminous so i don't know it's 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 definitely like, it's in a league of its own for sure. These belly bags.
0: For sure. All right. That's going to do it. Everybody Baker doesn't want to give his Instagram. That's okay. You can go listen to the old episodes. You can find it there.
1: Yeah. That's actually the most interesting content. I think
0: I have uh, he's, the he's still crafting previous... up, crafting up that day two on the Arizona trail or whatever <laughs> post. He's still working. It's going to be good when it comes out. But... That's
1: right. I forgot. I left <laughs> it on a day one. <laughs>
0: With That's the so with, funny. see it's,
1: again, it's also about setting expectations. So I feel like I've already let down a lot of people by <laughs> setting a day one, and so now I don't want to repeat those. I don't want to repeat that mistake. And
0: you talked about that in one of the previous episodes. You were like, "Yeah, people are still waiting for that day two post." Like day two, it's. I'm working on. It. I just like
1: I just I haven't quite ironed it out. It's like the wording's a little off. I I'm actually considering hiring a professional editor because i'm really just stuck on like the right way to phrase it just to capture that moment i just don't know how to succinctly put it into 2000 is this is the limits to like 2000 characters i I don't don't even know know. okay I I i don't even know either
0: all right thanks for listening everybody and take care